Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is the eighth wonder of the world, Nick Bassett. Well, that's generous. And the mouth of the south, Kit Lushev. I'm from the west actually, mate, but thank you. And we're back. We're back. We're How'd back you get out wrong, it. Mason? <laughs> I don't. Confusion. Yeah. Don't ask. The, the best of the west would have rolled off the tongue a little bit nicer, but yes, we're back. We had a, a bye week. Um, then we go and turn the screen on. It looks like Mason's still on holiday as he takes a sip of his, no doubt, very expensive red wine. Cheers, fellas. <laughs> Good vintage, mate. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, mate, it's twenty dollars of wine. <laughs> knowing you, it's Ribena. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lives in, what is it, Robina? Is that a suburb? And drinks Ribena. I think you're probably thinking of Robina, as in Robina. where, Robina, where the Titans, what did you say? I yep. think you said Robina. Robina, Robina, it's like news and news, right? Yeah, yeah, and you didn't um, get that right, so. No. Uh, yeah. I'm on holiday, but um, yeah, we couldn't, couldn't go two weeks without jumping on, so joining you here from further away than I usually am from you guys. Yeah, and as such, I've been uh, gifted the task of saying the next spiel. So the Field of Design podcast is currently an audio-only format, heavily discussing visual content. So with every episode, we include links in the podcast app's episode descriptions, which highlight all the articles and images we discuss in today's show. You can also Fantastically jump... read, mate. Oh, not finished. Thanks, mate. You can also jump onto our Instagram at Field of Field of Design podcast for references to some of the featured content. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can via our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast or our Gmail at Field of Design Podcast at gmail.com. That's wordy. Who wrote that? Oh, no. Gosh. Now I know why you can't say news properly. Jesus so much Christ. other stuff go, going through your head. I a job with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Plenty of news to get through, so let's um, let's fire through as, as some of these things. This is from seagulls.com, one of the most famous jerseys in the history of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. The Pepsi jersey is coming back, coming back rather, as Pepsi Max. Manly will wear the Pepsi Max jersey against St. George, St. George Illawarra in their round 19 premiership match at Jubilee Stadium on Friday, July 2022 to celebrate the Seagulls' grand final win over the Dragons in 96. Released today, very new. Uh, yeah, club's done well to get Pepsi on the front, even if it is Pepsi Max. So perfect example of you can't please everyone because I saw some comments complaining about that. Um, and probably the last thing that we got got signed off was the old retro collar, which, um, you know, we had to do a bit of convincing to some very key figures within Manly. So, um, you're really happy with how it's turned out and Scratching sold a shitload. That would be, but we'll just go <laughs> along with it. <laughs> sold a shitload apparently so far and um, feedback's been really good. So, uh, I'd say one of the contenders for Jersey of the Year, personally. Ooh. Oh, he's throwing it out there. Better than your Sharks one? Uh, all things considered, possibly. I, I Aesthetically, I think I prefer the Sharks one, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. 
Nick, why don't you take lead with some of this news, mate, or news? Yeah, do something, news. mate. Fire I'll do up. the news, eh? Um, so Paris Saint-Germain have released their 2022-23 home kit, um, and it's got that sort of interesting raglan collar we've been talking about with Nike this season, um, if you've seen that. So it almost cuts off the design five or six centimetres from the collar, um, which I'm not the hugest fan of. Um, but what we're going to look at later is is how clubs are positioning themselves as fashion brands. So um, PSG is at the forefront of that. Uh, and then leading, leading the way, aren't they? Yeah, one of the one of the teams leading there. Um, and Besiktas, a Turkish football side, have released um, their new home kit this week, and a couple of stores. Um, displaying the jerseys to get extra sales have done some interesting things putting their mannequins um with eagle heads on them to obviously represent the club and the city's eagle i thought they um, were pigeons possibly <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like eagles do they <laughs> <laughs> but their their club nickname is or oh, here we go pronunciation mation kara kartala which is black eagles so there you go. Definitely would be um, turning a few heads. Eagle heads. Yeah. Pigeon heads. This is from melbournestorm.com.au. To celebrate the 10th anniversary of Melbourne's 2012 grand final win, Storm will wear a replica of the premiership winning heritage for uh, jersey for Heritage Round in Round 18. The jersey is a near-perfect replica of the original outfit featuring the exact no, same not. shade of purple. Thank you. I was going to point that out. Uh, exact same shade of purple as the logo at the time, alongside the club's much-loved Thunderbolts in the form of a V as a nod to their home state of Victoria. Shut up with your near-perfect replica. Don't try and copy a set-in sleeve with a raglan sleeve, actually. Fuck, stupid. It's near-perfect. That's, that's horrific. Yeah, what are the ugliest jerseys of the season. Wow. So, I didn't know uh, that their color was that orange. To be honest, it was back. Yeah, that it does ring. You're a bell talking the orange on the collarbone, or just the yeah. tint? Yeah, they definitely did have that. I don't understand why they didn't just do it how it was done back then. Like it's actually a shard that sits below the the edge of the collar and the edge of the. Is it a raglan or a set-in? I don't have it in front of me again now. Um, but why didn't they just clip the the orange to sit on the edge of the collar? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I've only just the, found the it now. to line up with, right? On a, exactly. On the raglan. But, yeah, I don't know. Dumb. Cast all things. And even... I noticed, which comes back to an early conversation we were having on the NRL Premiership or Telstra Premiership logo, they've got the white on white text or the, what is it, cool grey six on white text there. So under the NRL logo or Telstra Premiership logo, sorry, you can't even see the text that's in the white thunderbolt there. Yeah, it looks like they've gone the cool grey one option. So it can either be cool grey one or cool grey five. Yeah, right. Stupidly. I could go and, on and on about that. Yeah. And then also, as we said, the sleeves. Like You could have easily replicated the sleeves a hell of a lot better than they have, but 
they seem to just put these purple panels at the tops whether it, it, is it classed as a set in sleeve or is it classed as a raglan because it I, i'm looking at the original and the original was a, a raglan so i don't know why yeah. they've done this no why have they made it look like a set in is that just so castor gets a, you know a bit of clear space i don't know it's moronic no idea no idea anyway we could rant on oh. about castor for years Okay, from touchfootball.com.au, Touch Football Australia would like to invite artists from within the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community to become a key part of Touch Football Australia's reconciliation journey by submitting a painting design for consideration to be incorporated within the next Touch Football Australia Reconciliation Action Plan. All artwork submissions must, must be submitted by midday AEST, Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Is there a prize? Are they paying or? Uh, oh, I see what you're doing here. Why don't, <laughs> why don't we reach out and um, find out, hey? No, I was just curious. It looks like they're after some design work for free, which is interesting. Official entries, but it doesn't doesn't talk about a prize or anything. No, just the um, just the honour of of having your artwork. Mm. Uh, what, what's what's the terminology that people use for exposure? But maybe you're doing it for exposure. Okay. Um, This is from Inside the Games by uh, Jeff Berkeley. Four new animated emblems have been launched by Los Angeles 2028 with the aim of representing the spirit and vision of the Olympics and Paralympics that are due to be held in six years' time. They are among more than 35 individual emblems featuring an ever-changing A that have been designed for the Games following collaborations with artists, celebrities and tastemakers. Via Twitter, LA28 tweeted, As we celebrate Olympic and Paralympic Day, like the city of LA, these new LA28 emblems represent and the power of difference. The, symbol, the symbols are, are titled Youthful Energy, Determination, Athlete Spirit, and Breaking Boundaries. Los Angeles is due to stage Olympics from July 21 to August 6 in 2028, followed by the Paralympics from August 22 to September 3. From Australian.rugby, the Wallabies will recognise NADOC Week by wearing the First Nations jersey and singing the national anthem in Yagamba language against England on Saturday night in Brisbane. So by the time this comes out, it would have been last night. It will be the first time the side has worn the 2022 iteration of the First Nations jersey, which is predominantly gold in colour, with Kamalaroi and Gamilaray man Dennis Golding's design proudly across the strip. They were the first national team to wear a First Nations jersey when they ran out at Suncorp Stadium in Dennis Golding's design in 2017. Uh, this is from nit.com.au by Tom Zornmurray. A storied blue shark known to roam the Noongar and Yamatji coast will feature prominently on East Fremantle Football Club's NADOC Round Guernsey this weekend. Footballer and artist Reuben Maguire, 21, designed his club's NADOC jersey with his cousin Barry Maguire to tell the tales of Wang. I practiced this before we recorded, but I think that red wine's hitting in. Wanang uh, Ba and its journey along the coast of WA. East Fremantle players will wear the Guernsey when they play Subiaco in the WAFL NADOC round on Saturday, July 9, which was also yesterday at Leaderville Oval. It's actually and the team that I support. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One person at a time, guys. 
What, what I'm that? saying it was a, so, so fantastic to see the uh, Guernsey last night. It was oh. very nice. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed it. <laughs> they actually wore it last year. So, oh, old go. news. Old oh. news. Let's just cut all that <laughs> out then, eh? Uh, this is from NHL.com by Anna Kulita, NHL staff writer. The NHL Fanatics and Mitchell and Ness announced, sorry, the NHL Fanatics and Mitchell and Ness announced an agreement giving Mitchell and Ness a free create Harold accessories for the NHL and its 32 teams. The NHL collection will launch in November and consist of lifestyle and streetwear products, including fan jerseys, outwear, fleece, headwear, tops and bottoms. A separate agreement with the NHL Players Association to feature players on apparel and, in, and a separate agreement with the NHL Alumi Association to feature former stars on a wide range of products was also announced. I've also included two other links there which I really wanted to share. Uh, Nick, you brought this one to my attention was the Wimbledon yeah. 100 center court artwork, um, which was yeah pretty stunning. And we had some further updates from RM Williams on the Oz Commonwealth Games uh, ceremony attire as well, which those links are included in the podcast uh, episode description. Episode topic. Nick, why don't you take lead here, my friend? Yeah. Um, so this week, I think, you know, I mentioned earlier, talking about how sports teams and, and generally in, in football teams are starting to position themselves as sort of fashion icons and, and street culture brands and and stuff like that. Um, you know, we've seen this in the last decade or so, last five years with with um, teams partnering with, with fashion brands and, and different things. You know, the All Blacks partnering with Y3 and Replay. Real Madrid having collabs with, with Y3 as well. Uh, Napoli and their release of 13 kits this season uh, with EA7, which is um, Imperio Armani's sporting offshoot. Uh, and then a jersey review we've done in the past from Ike in Sweden um, with their royal kits and, and special blacked out kits. Uh, and then there's talks and rumours at the moment with uh, Manchester United's 10-year, £75 million per year deal with Adidas coming to an end in in 2025 that brands non-footballing brands such as um, Uniqlo or Tommy Hilfiger could be looking to pick them up um, and I guess in Australia, Australasia um, you could argue that someone like the Warriors who without any success um, on the field are a team that sort of have that popular brand off it um, the way they've positioned all their different jerseys and and the culture that they have uh, and then there's the two sort of main players in this market, uh, obviously PSG with the, the Jordan brand collaboration uh, and their Paris Fashion Week appearances. Um, so they're one of the most popular teams with, with celebrities uh, and fashion icons, people like Kendall Jenner and Rita Ora wearing their kits. Uh, and their club value is, is the fastest growing among all football teams in the past decade. Obviously that has a little bit to do with... Uh, Middle Eastern investment, but um, obviously being in, Pas in Paris um, and a fashion centre of the world um, is giving them a path to go down. Another one is Venezia, who who I really want to showcase here. Um, they've just done a rebrand in the last couple of weeks. Um, 
and probably a couple of years ago now they started turning heads with with their home and away kit designs um receiving plaudits for for the appearance of their kits but also the way they positioned it in marketing and and um how they were released mm-hmm. uh and their background the outgoing crest was designed in 2015 uh, and in 2020, the club quickly decided that they were going to stop using it entirely on um, kits and social media. Uh, and a modernized version or a modified version, sorry, isolating the, the lion on their logo, um, switching it to gold from white. So you're saying the circular one is only it's, five or six years old? It's only five years old. Yep. Their, wow. their current one. Um, so they scrapped that in 2020 and went for just the line with the uh, orange, black, and green sort of checker that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was always just a stopgap measure for the club, um, and Venezia set out to create something more modern, um, and at the same time, there was an opportunity to realign with the club's heritage, uh, returning the line to gold um, as it had been throughout most of their history. Um, and surprise, or interestingly, the club hasn't sort of set out to become a fashion icon. Uh, their CMO, Ted Filipakos, saying in interviews when they released this new brand that I think a lot of football club marketing directors would tell you something like, we want to be at the intersection of football and art and fashion and music. And they end up producing a lot of superficial nonsense, which is effectively spam that only numbs the audience. Um, so they wanted to go down the path of something that was natural and, and right for Venice. And, you know, a city like Venice is, is pretty easy to have that cultural and, and fashion vibe come through. Um, in 2021, they released their kits through Kappa uh, with pr- wanting to push the idea of progressive ideas, striking design um, and emphatic representation of Venice. Uh, and in 2021, they're also called the world's most fashionable football fashionable football club by GQ uh, and were the subject of a mini BBC documentary. So we get to the new brand, the new logo, uh, and that was done by Munich-based design studio Bureau Borsch, and they redid the club's website a couple years ago as well, so um, well known to the club. Uh, And the logo is a winged lion, the Lion of St. Mark, which is their sort of city's symbol. and it's a strong V crest that integrates a modern reinterpretation of the historic symbols with the lion's wings um, represented in the stripes and then the club's colours as flags above the V. So what first and foremost, what do we think actually think of the updated logo itself? So I think the logo itself to me Again, it's not one of those traditional football ones you'd see. It's definitely being positioned as that sort of fashion brand. I know Kit isn't a fan of it, which is something that I want to hear. Interested yeah. in <laughs> interested yeah. in a in a outside perspective. Yeah, it'll come as no surprise that I hate this logo. Yeah. Like I hate the Juventus one. Um, and is that only because it's not a football logo or? When I look at it, yeah, it just doesn't give me football vibes. It yeah. looks like a racing brand or, a, you know, something like that. Um, Think of Valvoline. Yeah, so there's do I. A, yeah. The yeah. fuel fuel or oil 
what are your guys' thoughts on sort of um, the whole sports culture positioning themselves as fashion brands and going to fashion shows and, and all that stuff? Obviously, we've seen it for 30 years in America with how they market basketball and baseball caps and you know basketball shoes becoming street culture. Working its way into other sports, though, you, uh, in the last decade? Seems yeah, so I think, foreign in Australian sports, that's for sure. I, th- I think it, it's it's nearly taking a different perspective, isn't it? Like when you look at yeah. basketball in the, what was it, late late 80s, early 90s, it really established a street culture, uh, yeah. an urban you know style about it. In fact, it influenced street culture in a way. Um, and so I feel that, it's probably the same path with football kits, but it's nearly taking a more arty farty side, right? Everyone yeah. is um, inspired and and wants to be it. You know, sounding like um, Homer Simpson's dad. What is it? Uh, I used no, I to think... be it. I was it until I didn't know what it was. Um, and this could be an element of that happening with soccer kits where it's 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 targeting that you know more high end they want to be seen as high end so we're going yeah. to really push in that space and i think that's a partly a, a result of being european based and all the sort of historical cities and and their louis vuittons and prada brands over there that sort of culture i guess yeah. as long as it's not not a trade-off for, you know, moving away from your supporter base and, you know, in turn creating a disconnect there, you know, whilst you're act- actively pursuing that that fashion sort of angle, you, you know, you do that at the risk of maybe making your fan base not feel so attached mm. to the club, I guess. And I think do you think it's dancing a fine line or a fine line or do you think it's actually just opening up another market? Well, well, I think it depends on probably the club, the culture, the supporter base. Like everyone would be different, right? They would yeah, imagine if you, like if you a focus working... on the city you're from. Um, yeah, help out. Um, like imagine and... some of the working class clubs in England trying to pull this yeah. shit off. <laughs> like a, sure. Millwall, <laughs> a Millwall fashion brand or something like that. <laughs> and you do you like I brought up with Bohemians, you know, a couple of weeks ago the the bus seat kit and all that kind of stuff, trying to get that angle. Hmm. Um, so I think you're I was right. just thinking think about it... it before though, like a few years ago when I started buying kits of not my team, this is probably the reason why, because they've been, they're now being seen as fashion items and, and things to buy to be part of that group rather than just you're supporting your team. Okay. I want mm-hmm. this kit now, not because I support the team, but, because I like the kit itself. Um, and Kit, you're right, saying, you know, that could dull down the importance with the fan base of the actual club, but it does open up your your revenue, I suppose, from other clubs' fans. Just trying to think of a club in Australia or New Zealand that even remotely could get away with angling for this type of thing, like... We're seeing a lot more casual sort of ranges come out of the clubs, but you know nothing of this magnitude which you'd consider fashion or anything like that. Like, I think in Australia, you think of the a lot of the diehard sports fans as 
you know, quite bogany. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is a very different, different, yeah, it is a very different um, crowd. Like you could nearly see, yeah, I don't want to put any and That's why the only one I could here. think of was the Warriors. It's, you know, yeah, but a I, team that, <clears throat> yeah, and I even them, it's not that, it's not that kind of fashion thing. It's just they do well with how far they've reached with different jerseys and, and their brand. Yeah. I would probably say the closest would either be Sydney FC or Melbourne Victory. I think that probably Sydney FC have slightly over time shifted themselves to be perceived as a little bit more high-end. Don't you think with their logo rebrand that they did probably, yeah, what, was, the, geez, what was it, five or ten years ago now? Um, with the Opera House? Yeah, a lot cleaner. Uh, but it is an interesting point though. Like if if there, I think I mentioned to you guys a couple of weeks ago about a brand that's that's popping up here, which a trademark that I've, you know, kind of kept an eye on on social media for a while and I can really see them aligning with a, you know, they would never become an official apparel partner of a, of a rugby league club or anything like that, but I can see their scope for them to really get inside and, and push what they're pushing for, which is, you know, conversations about men's mental health um, or mental health in general and tying that with, you know, uh, a working class supporters team, a uh, supporters team. Yeah, they're the right words I was looking for uh, and aligning themselves in that way. But really heading down that art or um, fashion route, I can't see it for any rugby league team. I can't see it for no. any NBA team. I, uh, I'm trying to think of an AFL. Maybe the Demons, you know, the Demons have a relatively – uh, high-end portfolio of supporters, you would say, but then at the same time, they probably have some that are down on the other side of the spectrum too. So, yeah, maybe the Demons. Maybe the Demons could do something like that. Yeah, it's a different story in, in Australia, isn't it? There's there's no Paris. You know, you could argue probably Melbourne's the closest we've got in terms of that sort of fashion capital. So I, I yeah. can see your point with Melbourne Victory. I do. Uh, I think that um, we've mentioned a YouTube channel before, uh, Athletic Interest. I think they touched this a little bit too in one of their episodes um, featuring yeah, so PSG. I actually included that in our um, in our little run sheet there. Um, they did a yeah video on PSG and how they became sort of the the fashion icon. So them and Venezia really pushing the pushing the boundaries in that. Cool. We'll include that in the episode description links. Jeez, we're we're flying through it. <laughs> not, Have you not got much. your um jersey review this week? Mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'd like to like to <laughs> like to reveal a manly Pepsi jersey. There you go. <laughs> Kids jersey reveal. Clip that. That's our new sting. He's got one. That's our new sting. Remind me to never sing on the podcast. <laughs> Sweet as. All right. Well, let's shift on to the mailbag. Uh, if you've I've got like, one, I'll uh, jump in. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead, my friend. 
This is uh, a big aimed... contribution from Kit. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, aimed towards Mason, I'm feeling, actually. Once yep. again. <clears throat> I'm like that guy off Game of Thrones. Uh, what's his name? The, the one who, with the, the little birds that hears everything. <laughs> The I look at him too. <laughs> uh, is it the eunuch? Yeah. Yes, it is. One of them had no balls and one of them had no dick. I think the one with the no balls, the eunuch, yeah. Which one had uh, no dick? Oh, uh, uh, Grey Worm, yes. is, it? is it? Yeah. No. Anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> We're frustrating so many <laughs> listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> what, so, no. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Oh, whatever it is. Anyway. Um I was sent a, a screenshot of an Australian representative team, uh, the Australian Tagaroos, and they were questioning whether this was going to be brought up by Mason, considering uh, his his affinity with finding obscure Australian representative teams. So that was sent in by our good friend Jersey Tragic. Good job, good job, Mason. Mate. He wants to um, <laughs> thoughts wants on to the Tagaroos. <laughs> Uh, is there a logo? So you've got a logo there, do you? There is a logo. I'll share it in. in... Okay. Let's just uh, take a second to appreciate this. This is the uh, Australian Oztag. There you go. The Tagaroos. Actually, give me 15 seconds. I just want to review the logo. So they've, they've jammed a Southern Cross in just in case we were unsure whether it was an Australian team. It's heavily green and gold, which all good Australian teams should be. It looks like they've rotated the kangaroo so they can squeeze the Southern Cross in. Um, the kangaroo is more like on a skid rather than a jump, isn't yeah. it? It is, yes. Although he's, he's, it's like he's trying to stop quickly. And he's going to go uh, head over tit into the floor. Yeah. <laughs> the, anyway. the, the stroke on the kangaroo is a bit odd as well. It seems to be thicker and thinner in certain... Um, areas. Why didn't they fill the kangaroo rather than putting a mind stroke it. around it? Tagaroos, yeah, love it. Such creativity. Good work, guys, over at uh, Oztag Australia. Keep up the good work. Wouldn't hear a name like that in laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> the laser tagaroos to go with our new flag. <laughs> <laughs> Our mate Jersey Tragic also said he wants to hear um, more in-depth coverage about the Super Netball guidelines as well. So, um, Mason, that's another one for you. Oh, okay. My my knowledge, like the Bible, I can can rattle off a whole <laughs> lot of things, but there's just not enough time tonight, unfortunately. Oh. So, I think our, our bus seat segment was pretty popular last week. It was. Yeah. We got a fair bit of feedback from that kit. A good friend, D-Roy, comments, now this is art. So, uh, a man of good taste. Yeah. How else could you even describe such a thing? It was summed up perfectly, I thought. I'd love to know if each city in Australia has their own iconic uh, public transport seat, seat design. Okay, let's put the call out. This could be a bit ambitious. We, who knows where our listeners are coming from? <laughs> and if... If you if there's someone in New, uh, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, um, Hobart, Darwin, have I missed any then? Anyone there? Send them in. And if our mate from Belgium's still listening too, you you send yours in too. 
Exactly. Take a photo of your um, your seats. public transport seats, and <laughs> and it, importantly, is it the same across all different lines of public transport, or is it the same across all public lines of transport? Take a photo, send it through. We'll put them up on our Instagram, and um, Nick promises to uh, do some mock-ups of them as jerseys. Good work, Nick. Oh, I can learn how to use Illustrator again by doing that. Yes. Uh, Rick FSC also on the Bohemians bus seat design. The bus seats are coming, becoming more and more prominent. Jersey Tragic also. We've peaked in jersey design now. Everyone, stop trying. And Concept oh, Football Club. Can't wait for the West Sydney Wanderers to do an Eshe tagged city rail kit in the next couple of years then. <laughs> is that, is that a local red boots. reference? Do you know what uh, an Eshe is? No, what's that? Oh, wow. Nick, do you, do you know, know what an Eshe is? Yeah, I know that. They're going to be wearing red football boots, right? <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, now I feel left out. I'll have to Google it later. Yeah, Google. Definitely. Google and <laughs> Don't come back to us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, do it now. Go listen to um, later. Isaac Butterfield's interview with the king of the Eshe's. Okay. That's a good point. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, that about wraps it up, unless anyone's got any secret announcements that they want to add on to the podcast. No? I don't know about announcements. uh, I've just been Googling bus seats around the world. (laughs) I'm actually obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what Dynasty's doing next year? (laughs) Yeah, you wait till Magic Round round 2023. Gold Coast tram design. <laughs> Brisbane City Cat. Uh, okay, thanks everybody for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, please remember to subscribe. Feel free to share our podcast with any of your friends, uh, enemies, team support staff. Uh, continuing to the grow, the show will enable us to produce more content across more platforms and have greater access to some of our industry's best professionals to guest on our show. You can be a part of that by leaving us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. How many stars, Kit? Um, ooh, ooh, I'd give you segment five stars. Yes. Uh, the news I'd give four and my little and intro about, I'd give eight. What about the news? The news, zero. Okay. Give us four Hangaroo's stars. definitely a 10. Four stars. We're not greedy. Just some of them. Uh, and I won't announce yet, but we do have a guest coming up very soon that I'm very excited to um, to ch- for Is us to me? chat with. So uh, hold your horses. Let, let's let's not give out. <laughs> let's let's not uh, have. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> shout out to my coast and Jersey boys, Nick and Kit. Thanks, Mason. Lovely to hear your smooth tones again. And Kit, you look cold, mate. I look cold or old? Old. He's got his blanket. Yeah, look at him. Nice pink blanket. Is it pink? Looks pink. It is pink, yeah. Yeah. The only room in the house that doesn't have heating, so. What a guy. It's been cold in this state. Honestly, I was sold a lemon moving to this state. <laughs>